This is the Friday, December 17th edition of the Daily Wager podcast. We'll set you up in 10 minutes with everything you need to know heading into this weekend's slate of games. Welcome to the Daily Wager podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. Anita Marks, Mike Clay with you each and every Friday. Uh, We always like to look back before we look forward, looking back to week 14. Not an outstanding week. We went 17 and 15. Still we're winners on the season, 197 out of 345, which means we're at 57%, which means we're still winning some people some money, which is good, Mike. Uh, But we always want to, we always strive to do better, right? Absolutely. Uh, definitely my worst week of the year. Um, just a just a bizarre week. There were a lot of uh, blowouts, right? And, and game scripts gone wrong. It was just one of them weeks, right? I remember watching the, the one o'clocks. If you were keeping an eye on them, there were just so many blowout games. You know, it was just a, 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 one of those. It just happens. You know, it happens sometimes. So uh, my worst week of the year, but we'll get back on track this week, Anita. Interesting. It was one of my best weeks of the year. Why? Because you typically play the unders and I typically play the overs. So, (laughs) so, uh, but let's, let's look forward to week 15. And again, uh, you know, we we need to be professional here and, and really we're in a sad state of affairs when it comes to COVID-19 just about 30 minutes prior to us taping this podcast, it was announced that Sean Payton has been tested, has has tested positive for COVID-19. So now he's not, not going to be on the sideline coaching the Saints, which very well uh, could could hurt, of, of course, because of how instrumental he is in the development of Taysom Hill. But nonetheless, um, you know, it's very fluid right now. We taped this podcast at 1.30 in the afternoon on Friday. You might be listening to it at 10 a.m. on Sunday. So just make sure you go online and stay on top of the players who uh, very well could, we don't know, in the next 24 to 48 hours, test positive for COVID. And obviously that changes a lot of what we're talking about. So uh, just do your due diligence, especially this week, uh, because of, uh, you know, how, how severe uh, people are, are contracting COVID-19. So with that being said, let's start with the Patriots and the Colts. I am all in on Mac Jones this week. And, and, and I think his numbers are pedestrian, Mike, because what four passes last mm-hmm. week, the week prior to the, to, to uh, his bye week against the bills. Uh, this is a Colts team. They're good against the run. Not so great against the pass. They rank 17th uh, in against the pass. They're passing defense. Um, and they're below 20% in regards to their blitz rate and their pressure rate. So Mac Jones should have all day back there, and we know what a surgeon he is and what he can be, even as a rookie, which has been really outstanding. So I'm going Mac Jones over one and a half touchdown passes, no interception, over 20 and a half completions, over 226 and a half passing yards. I also like Kendrick Bourne over 41 and a half receiving yards. I know that uh, Myers is the one who's been getting a lot of the targets, but the targets that Bourne has been getting he makes the most out of. And I think 41 and a half, considering the amount of time that I believe the Patriots are going to be passing the ball, he can achieve that. And you get that at plus 105. And last but not least, uh, I think Wentz and and that Patriots defense and how they're able to get after the quarterback, over nine and a half rushing yards for Carson Wentz at minus 125. I think that's doable as well. So I know it's a lot of prop bets for one game. We've got a small sample size. That's another thing. A lot of props are not out right now because of COVID. 
So the odds makers don't have them posted right now. But based on what's out there, this is probably my favorite my favorite game and, and my favorite slew of prop bets, Mike. What do you have? Yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, right now I'm looking at my updated list here, and there's only five full games up in terms of props for this week. So again, we just don't have a ton of options, but you know, I, I'm going to have fewer options than usual here or fewer props than usual, but I still have some I like. And uh, specifically from this game, I like Michael Pittman Jr. under 58 and a half receiving yards. You know, he's been pretty good this year. He has hit this mark in nine of 13 games, but his targets have been kind of all over the place. And this is a very tough matchup. Maybe the toughest he'll face this season going up against New England. They've allowed the fewest receptions and fourth fewest uh, yards to wide receivers this season. The efficiency has been good. Just the volume that they have allowed has been low. Um, and I think he's going to draw J.C. Jackson shadow coverage. So I think he goes under 59 yards. So I like that one. Um, on the other hand, I do like Jonathan Taylor over 92 and a half rushing yards. Uh, he's gotten to 93 rushing yards in seven of his last 10 games. Remember, he kind of started the season slow, but since then, He's gotten more work. His carries are up from 14 per game early in the season and 19.9 since that point. And he's averaging, even if we include the slow start, he's averaging a little under 104 yards per game. So this is a high prop for him, his second highest of the season, but he's gone over nine of 13 times this year. He just goes over and over and over. He's been so good uh, this year. And by the way, New England, very good defense, but they've allowed the 11th most rushing yards to running backs this season. They're allowing four and a half yards per carry. That's seventh highest in the NFL. You may recall just two weeks ago, the Titans put up 246 yards on the ground with their running backs. And that was without Derrick Henry. So uh, I think Jonathan Taylor, considering his workload, can get there as well. So you're not worried about the Bill Belichick narrative, take the best player on their opponent and take him out of the equation. You're not worried about that at all when it comes to Jonathan Taylor. Uh, maybe to some extent, but I, I think that you can run on them, right? We, we've seen that so far this season. So if you combine volume, which is king, always always chase the volume uh, with it, you know the resume he has, the efficiency, how good he is, and the fact that you can run on New England, uh, it doesn't concern me as much. And I'm sure they'll consider Michael Pittman to be a pretty significant uh, weapon as well. And they'll put J.C. Jackson on him trying to slow down Wentz in the passing game. So uh, you know, I get that to some extent, but I think even if you consider it, I still think Taylor getting over 92 and a half is, is certainly viable. Miami going up against the Jets, uh, the Jets defense, uh, one of the worst in the NFL. Uh, they rank 29th against the pass. Also, uh, Waddle is going to be out because of COVID. Uh, so an uptick, obviously, with Devontae Parker. He played 70% of the snaps last week. So with Waddle not there, I think he could have a monster day. So I'm waiting anxiously to see what prop bets come out on Tua as well as Devontae Parker. And depending where they are, uh, more than likely uh, eight times out of 10, I'm going to be playing the over. So I'm going to keep an eye on that. But I know you have you have a prop bet that you like in this matchup, right? I do. Uh, Ryan Tannehill over 20 and a half pass attempts and also yes to throw an interception. I, we got burned on that one last week. But, uh, you know, again, his resume says he's always a, a decent bet to throw a pick. So a plus money, I like that. Uh, but the pass attempt one that actually opened at 28 and a half. It went up to 29 and a half and then came back down to 28 and a half. So you got to keep an eye on that. I like it either way. He's averaging 32.3 attempts per game this season. He's had more than 28 and seven of his 13 games. But actually, you look a little closer at that, right? Because game script matters. And certainly that's a big driver for pass attempts. And they have five wins by nine plus points. So two score games, you know, they've, they've won five games by big margins. And he's gotten to 29 pass attempts and only one of those five. It makes sense, right? So 
What if we just look at the eight games that were close wins or losses? Well, he's gotten to this mark in six of those eight games, right? It makes a lot of sense. So this game this week is supposed to be close. It's a pick them essentially. So uh, might, you know, it might float between a point or two, but it's going to be a close, uh, a close line. You would expect it to be a competitive game. And uh, the Steelers, by the way, have faced 29 plus pass attempts in 10 of 13 games. So uh, everything kind of aligns here with him throwing more than 28 passes. The only uh, risk here is if they get up early and they're protecting a lead throughout, that's it, because they will run the ball in that scenario. So, uh, but again, I think if you consider all the variables, the over is a lot more likely than the under. So that's the way I'm going. Again, this is the Steelers and the Tennessee Titans game. Uh, my prop bet here is uh, Deontay Foreman over 52 and a half rushing yards. The Steelers rushing defense 29th in the NFL. I know not typical of what we've seen from them, but this is a different year. Uh, Foreman has 32 carries in his last two games, and he's averaging five yards per carry. So that's my prop bet in that one. Let's take a look at the Saints and the Bucks. Like I said, 30 minutes before we started taping this podcast, um, Sean Payton now has tested positive for COVID. So reports are that he's not going to be on the sideline, which very well uh, could be a big hit for Taysom Hill because he's really been the one who's engineered uh, this, we'll call it an experiment of Taysom Hill as the starting quarterback of the Saints. Um, but I'm, I'm still going to play these, these, these bets. I mean, Taysom Hill over eight and a half rushing attempts. I think that's what you have to do. I think you take a page out of the Josh Allen playbook from last week. Over 43 and a half rushing yards. Josh Allen, as we know, rushed for over 100. Also, I'm going Alvin Kamara under 87 and a half rushing and receiving yards. One thing that we do know about the Bucs is that they've got a much better rush defense and they do pass defense. And last but not least, Deontay Harris uh, still in that four-game suspension. So Traquan Smith, a warm body to throw to over or under two and a half receptions. I'm going over here. It's a little bit more juice than what I like. It's minus 160. But those are uh, those are a few of the prop bets that I'm going to be playing in this matchup. What do you have, Mike? Yeah, so I'm going to go back to the well with one that I liked last week. I mean, lost on it was Taysom Hill over one and a half passing touchdowns at plus two ten. So speaking of uh, juice, we're getting some really good stuff here. We did miss it last week, but he scored two touchdowns again. It happened to be both that were on the ground. But um, you know, you look back back at his six starts in the NFL, he scored exactly two touchdowns in all of them. Three of them, he had two rushing touchdowns. Three of them, he had two passing touchdowns. Uh, and, you know, if you look, again, if you look a little closer, and this makes perfect sense, the rushing touchdown games where he had two were with his low-volume passing games, right? He was under 24 pass attempts in all those games. The passing touchdown games were the high-volume games where he had 37 or more pass attempts in all three. Well, the Saints are 11-point underdogs in Tampa Bay this week. We would expect them to throw the ball against this Tampa Bay defense that has faced 40.7 pass attempts per game. That is highest in the NFL. And the passing touchdowns have followed. They've allowed two or more in eight of 13 games. So again, you know, I'm at my projections 1.4, right? So it's a little below the 1.5 line, but we're getting plus 210. So I'm, I'm going to take that all day for Taysom Hill. Um, so I like that one. Um, and I'm also going to go an over yardage prop here with Alvin Kamara, over eight, 88 and a half scrimmage yards, rush plus receiving yards. So this one's only minus 210. It's a very low number for what we've seen this season from Kamara. In fact, you know, we have five of these on the books this year, five uh, scrimmage yard props for him. All of them were above 104, and he went over on four of those five. So uh, why is it this low? It's the matchup, right? The Bucks we think about as a really good defense against the run, but they haven't really been as dominant as of late. They faced a league low 
uh, 203 rushes by running backs this season. So they have a lot of the fewest rushing yards to running backs, but they've faced 108 running back targets. It's third most in the NFL. They've allowed the six most receiving yards to running backs. Their efficiency is around mid pack. Five backs have already gotten to 89 yards against them. And, you know, Jonathan Taylor, Cordero Patterson, some good backs, right? But also Khalil Herbert, Miles Gaskin, Devin Singletary, right? You can, uh, running backs can get to this number against this Buccaneers uh, defense. So, um, you know, he's he's averaging over 109 yards per game this season. Uh, you know, last week he came back off the injury at 31 touches, Anita. So uh, I like the over still here uh, for Alvin Kamara. Interesting. So you're taking the over. I'm taking the under. Maybe a bottle of wine uh, for a little, <laughs> a, a little, a little personal bet on that prop bet. Uh, I'm looking at the Green Bay Packers Ravens game. As we know, the Ravens, their secondary is just an infirmary. So I think Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, uh, they're two of my favorite. I'm going to use them in, in a lot of DFS. I'm going to stack them in a lot of DFS matchups. So I've got Aaron Rodgers over two and a half touchdowns, and you get that at plus money at plus one forty-five, Mike. And then also Dante Adams over 95 and a half receiving yards. These are really uh, very few prop bets are out on this game. And, and these are two that, that absolutely caught my eye. I know you have a prop bet in the Giants uh, Dallas Cowboys game you like, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, Giants fans aren't going to are going to roll their eyes at this one. But I'm going to go Kenny Galladay over, over and over on Kenny Galladay. 35 and a half receiving yards. Um, I think the line is just too low. It's really that simple. Look, I know he's having a rough season. The Giants offense can't score, but he still reached 36 receiving yards in six of his nine games this season that he's played in full. There was that one game he got injured. Of course, it was coincidentally, it was against Dallas earlier this season. That's who they play this week. And last week, I know he only had 15 yards, right? It was a dud without Daniel Jones, but he had 123 air yards. He had eight targets. That suggests better days are ahead for sure. He actually has five plus targets and 58 plus air yards in three consecutive games. So I know it might be Mike Lennon. It might be Jake Fromm. It could be a complete disaster. But I mean, look, the Cowboys have allowed 24 wide receivers to get to 36 yards this season, right? This is not a high bar. And Galladay with Kadarius Tony still sidelined is really their number one. I mean, maybe you could say number two. Uh, target there with with Sterling Shepard. Certainly they're number one on the perimeter. So again, I think this line is just too low. It's really that simple. Even with Jake Fromm. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, all you got real, 36 yards, you can do that on one play, you know, and, and if he gets if he gets 120 air yards again, I mean, he should hit this. You know, a lot of people don't realize Jake Fromm beat out Justin Fields at Georgia for the starting quarterback position. That's why Justin Fields transferred to the Ohio State University. Just just so folks know, if Jake Fromm plays at any point in time for the Giants, I don't I don't believe that it's going to be an absolute disaster, just FYI. Uh, well, that does it for, for Mike Clay and myself. Again, do your due diligence. Uh, these are trying times right now when it comes to COVID-19 and how it's affecting our wide, wide world of sports. So just make sure you stay on top of uh, all the players that, uh, that, you know, hopefully will stay safe, but uh, you never know. Um, so that's it for today. Again, 10 minutes. We went a little bit longer. Uh, bets that you need. And, uh, and please do us a favor. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow if you're enjoying the show. It helps us out tremendously. And so good luck in week 15. Stay safe, everybody. And, uh, and we'll talk to you next week.